Welcome to the Telford Minster podcast. Thank you for joining us and listening along. Our vision is to make Jesus known in Telford and we hope that your attention is grabbed by Jesus today and what he is doing in your life. We are still in our winter series, In Christ, working through the book of Ephesians, looking at what it means for us to be included in the body of Christ, what Jesus has done for us and how he has enabled us to do all things through him. Enjoy the podcast. Okay, so this is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 to 16. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort, effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit. Just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. It was he who gave one to be, it was, yeah, it was him, it was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, and some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ might be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every kind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth and love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head of, that is, Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Well, hello, everybody. How are you all? Yeah? Are you all, are you all actually okay? It's February, it's dark, it's rainy. But you're here, and I'm really glad about it. So if you don't know who I am, my name's Steph, um, and I'm the Associate Vicar here at Telford Minster. And man, it's, I love being here, and I'm really, really excited to speak to you today. In fact, feel a bit like a superhero. Yeah? Feel like a superhero. Thought about dressing up as one, but... Uh, don't know if anybody's seen that video of a very famous person who wears a cape and then falls off the stage. Anyone seen that video? Google it later. Uh, it's a bit dramatic, and they look like they nearly knocked themselves out, so I didn't want that today. So I chose to go without the cape or the underwear over my tights. That's probably not where we want to go either. But we're going to be thinking today about superheroes and entertain me here. So if you have a first slide, Luke, and you can see why. Are we ready? Are we ready to feel like a superhero today? Are we ready to assemble? Are we ready to assemble as Avengers 
or as missioners of the kingdom, sharing the gospel in every place that we go, wherever we go together in unity. Are you guys ready? Are you ready? Come on, are you ready? Oh, it's going to be great. Twenty seconds. We probably needed the ten, didn't we? <laughs> so, are you familiar with these guys? Some of you. Anyone seen an Avengers film? Read the comic? Yeah, I'm a big fan. I love the stories of Iron Man, the Hulk, Spider-Man, Black Widow, Doctor Strange, and the list goes on of these, these people who are warriors. They're fiercely fighting. But also, they don't always get on. But a bit more when we come back to that later. You're probably thinking I'm mad, thinking, what on earth has the Avengers got to do with Ephesians? Well, um, I was walking with someone this week and I was saying to them, I can't get out, out the phrase out of my head, Avengers Assemble. And this piece of, um, this reading that we've had today is very much links to us talking about the body of Christ and how our bodies, and that's kind of a metaphor, or it is a metaphor, for how our bodies work together so that we don't die. We need our lungs and our kidneys to talk to one another, to work together so that we, we, we survive and we live and we can do God's work. But I felt that actually sometimes a different metaphor is needed. Um, and we're humans and this piece of, this passage is talking about us being united. About us being united, that doesn't mean that we are the same, that means that we work together. We are united but not the same. But we also have feelings and emotion, and I don't know about you, but you might not have noticed, but our lungs, our bladder, they don't tend to have emotions. You might feel like it sometimes, but they don't. And I really wanted to use this, because these people have emotions, but they also show us really, really well how to work together. Yeah? They do. They do. They are people from all different areas literally of the universe. One is a god from up on high, from another planet. Some are from different, different like, time... It's very complicated, isn't it? Time continuums. Um, so not of our time, of different ones. You need to watch them all. There's a lot of them. There you go. There's some homework for you. <laughs> There's a lot of them to watch. But they're all totally different people with different talents, they argue quite a lot at each other. Some fall in love, some have deep friendships, some just don't like each other. Yet when they need to, they work together, they fight wars, they overcome evil and do good. These superheroes become unified, but yet they're certainly not the same. And if they were, they wouldn't be able to fight or achieve what it is that the Avengers, that uh, has, they've been set out, that task they've been set out to do. So, with this all in mind, and whilst we're thinking about this, today we're going to be thinking about being unified, using our gifts and working together to live as Christ commands us to. So I'd like you to get to, if you haven't opened up your Bibles, if you've got one, I encourage you to open up Ephesians 4, verses 1 to 16. You can just kind of follow where it is that I am going. So, so far, we've gone through three chapters of Ephesians. 
And these three chapters address in glorious detail what God did for us. That Jesus took on the hostile culture, marked us, broke down the wall, included us all, and gave us more than we could possibly imagine. That's exactly what Paul is telling us, that all these wonderful, incredible things that Jesus did for each and every single one of us, and that none of you are excluded from that. It was a freely given to us in his grace, and now the writer Paul brings us a call for us to live rightly. In fact, in some translations, not in this one, but in some Bible translations, it literally says, therefore. So beforehand, you've got, this is all the things that Jesus did for you. This is Jesus' story. Therefore, now this is how you live out your story, is what it's saying. So what, though? So what? What what is our story? What is it that we are meant to be doing? What has Christ called us to do? And how are we going to be, how should we live as Christians? That is what we're thinking about today. That is what this, this neck, basically to the end of Ephesians, that's what it's saying. It's, it's instructions for Christian living, it's instructions of how we should live. And they're not always that, they're a bit, we'll find out in the next coming weeks, they're not always that straightforward either. And they're quite hard, they're gritty, but they're powerful. And when we live that way, goodness me, can we change the world? So, here it is. We begin with Jesus, as I've said, who broke down hostility between people. But then what does that mean for us? What about the people that are different from you? The people, I'll be honest, there's people that scare me that are different from me. There's probably people that are different from you that you're fearful of or you're worried about going up to or even near. Ever felt like that, though? not wanting to engage with someone because they are not like you. I've seen it in churches. In fact, I was in a church in the summer where there were some Americans. It was at at my friend's wedding. And this woman came up to me saying, who are those strange people? Who are those strange Americans? To which I replied with, I've only met lovely Americans. I don't know who you're on about. But because they weren't like her, She immediately had something against that. We see it all over the place. We literally, across our world, we are so good at building up divisions against people who are not like us. If we look to India at the caste system, that's literally broken up to how much money you earn and what family you were born into, and that separates you from getting a job that separates you from where you live, so therefore you can't get out of a system, and then you're stuck in that that, that probably lower education or higher, and you're stuck in that place. And it's so hard to break that down. If we look as well across the world, that through how much you earn, you literally have areas of London that are for the rich and for the poor. And the poor don't necessarily go into the rich zone or vice versa unless they're working for them. That's what we see. We, are, we see it in racial divide as well. We are so, so good at building up divisions. Yet Jesus has just said to us beforehand, no more. I've knocked down all those divisions. You're all included. So what have we got to do? 
we've got to continue to break down those barriers, to continue to live as Christians, united, without those divisions, to break them down. Paul is saying we as Christians are to live differently. We are to live like Christ. Jesus didn't break down the wall of exclusion so that we could just be sure that we'd all go to heaven when we die. And we don't have to do anything. That's not why Jesus did the things that he did. Jesus broke it down so that we actually live together in peace and be a witness to the whole world that God's kingdom is a reality right now. So friends, we have to do some work. And we have to walk worthy of it. And how do we do this? Well, we do this together. Not on your own. Not single-handedly. If our friend the Hulk did things single-handedly, things might be a little bit differently. There might be a lot of things smashed up and broken. And it might be actually a tornado of destruction rather than creating and resoluting situations. We have to do this together. We are being made into one body and we're being called to walk this path together. And if we don't work together, then we won't grow. So let's look at three aspects of walking together as the body of Christ. There's three things. And if you don't take anything home today, I hope you take home these three things. So number one, together does not mean the same. It says in uh, verses 7 to 10, it, it summarizes this. Tell us, that we, we have, tell us that we have each been given gifts by Christ as Christ appointed it. The body of Christ is diverse. diverse. Let's look at you guys. So you, some of you looked up there when I said that. Look at you guys. You are all different. You each have different accents. You have some of you the same. You're laughing at my accent, aren't you? That's what's happening there. We have different accents. We have different colored hair, different colored skin. We have different jobs. We come from different backgrounds, different families, different countries. And we might be tempted to look at each other with these typical labels that society uses. You're richer than I am. You're poorer. You're more male. You're more male. You're, you're female. You've got a better job than me. You're cooler than me. You're less cooler than me. Those are things that we might put on each other. But the truth is that we are all unique individuals that are beautifully, wonderfully, and fearfully made. We each have something beautiful to contribute out of our own set of weaknesses and junk that needs to be worked out as well. We all are unique with our own set of wonderful gifts. And we all have something to give. If any of you comes to me and says, Steph, I don't have anything to give, I will tell you you are wrong, and we'll sit down and pray about what it is that you have to give to this community and what you have to give to God. Because just like the Avengers, we are all radically and wonderfully different, but all our gifts are equally important. If people didn't welcome you as you came in for that first time, you probably weren't going to come again. If somebody didn't clean the toilet, you probably wouldn't even want to go, and that's not very welcoming either, is it? It wouldn't make you feel nice if you came to a place with a dirty loo. 
It wouldn't make you feel great if you had nowhere to sit, or maybe you might be all right just singing, but it's nice to have the gifts of a band to sing or a worship band to sing with you. Every single gift and everything that happens is necessary and important. It's important that some of us are chatterboxes and some of us are really quiet and good at listening. It's good for that relationship too. (laughs) We all come from different places and bring different gifts. And I want you now to have a look around the room, all those different people that are in this room. Go on, have a look around. Look at you all. Look how great and wonderful and good-looking you all are. You're a body which is rich in diversity, And that, something that's rich in diversity, is so much more likely to be robust and healthy than one that is exactly the same. So you guys, it's so great that you are different. And I'm thankful to God for every day that I get to meet with you, hang out with you, because you are all fearfully and wonderfully made with your own special and unique gifts. So our second point... Together means everybody is, um, contributes. Together means everybody contributes. So those gifts you've got, they need to be used. You can't sit on them, keep them to yourself like golden treasure. That's not what they're there for. That's not the reason God's given you those gifts. They've been given to you to be used. Many, many people, when they think about church, and maybe even us as Telford Minster, will think, well, there's a, there's a paid leader there. There's paid staff. Therefore, they can do all of the hard work. I don't need to do anything. I can sit here in my pew and let those people do all the work. But my friends, oh, my word, is there's so much work to do in this place. There are so many people who do not know Jesus. There's so many, there's so many gifts and talents you have to help us to contribute to that. Because when there is only one leader, it's not really going to get anywhere. But we all have gifts, and we all there's many, many different leadership gifts as well. There's a list that we've just read about of the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. But more importantly, the job of a leader is not to rule from on high. You wouldn't like that if we just commanded things of you. You'd probably all run away. But to be buried deep in the mud as well. If Matt or I decided that we wouldn't clean the loos or wouldn't put out chairs, or I, haven't, I hope you've noticed that Matt's gone down to help with kids today. If we weren't the people who were going out to do that, then how dare we ask you of it too? I used to have a manager at SHU who always used to tell me he would never ask me to do something that he wasn't willing to do. So when there was a piece of chewing gum in a shoe, I did ask him, well, you can pick it out then, because you said to me you wouldn't ask me to do something that he wouldn't be willing to do. It's so important that we are willing to get in the mud and help you guys, because then you can see as well that we don't think that we're better than you, and my certainly we do not. Because we are, we are unified with you. The, our job instead is to raise you guys up to be leaders. To raise you up in your God-given gifts and talents that God has given you. To help you, to walk alongside you. To say, here you go, you're doing great at that. You can do that instead. I'm here if you need me. My job, one of the things that I look after is team at Telford Minster. It's literally me saying to you, hey, I've not got, I'm not an octopus with loads of arms and legs. You go and do that. I'm here if you need me if there's a problem. 
to free you, to enable you to grow the ministry of the church. Because we want you guys to be welcoming people. We want you to be helping with our kids and youth. If you feel that's a gift that you have, if you are a a singer in disguise or playing an incredible instrument, go and talk to Harry. There's so many things to be done in this place. And you might have that exact gift that we need. If you're unsure about your gifts, let's meet up. Let's chat about how you can serve the community. And maybe it's not here. If if this isn't your church home, where is it that you're at church and what gifts can you give to that community? Or is it that it's something in your job space? Is it something at home in your neighborhood? What can you be doing to tell people more about Jesus using your gifts? And they are all worthy and needed and necessary because you're all beautifully and wonderfully made with your own significant gifts. Our third point. Together means growing pains. The rest of this passage is effectively saying we must stop fighting and work together. We must. But any time a group of diverse people come together, there's going to be issues. There's going to be rubbing up against one another. There's going to be friction. There's going to be difficulty. There's going to be difference of opinions. But that's okay. That's really okay. It's really normal. And I'm really glad that they're there. In the Avengers, there's actually literally films, or I think there's at least one, where two of them who are on the same team are arguing for a whole film. A whole film devoted devoted to arguing together. Yet, they all become friends in the end, and they still fight that big old battle in Endgame. But none of us really enjoy conflict. I certainly don't. In fact, I'd rather run away from it if I could. But it's something that we will all face as people who are different. That's why, back in verse 2, Paul begins the whole section with these words. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. And make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There's an important phrase there. Bearing with one another. Yeah? Have you ever had to bear with someone who might really annoy you? (laughs) You've ever had to bear with someone who is actually really sad and just not ready to do that thing? Or is, is really, they're so enthusiastic, but you're not there yet. (laughs) we have to bear with each other don't we and you'll know if you're in a in family units as well that you have to bear with one another in your family units too don't you when things go wrong if I didn't bear with my husband occasionally we might not be married now and that wouldn't be great would it (laughs) occasionally jokes aside but it's really serious We have to do that to work together. We have to be gentle with one another. We have to be patient with one another. That's why when I take weddings, I often use um, verses from Colossians about being kind and gentle and patient with one another because that's what we need to do with one another. 
In fact, I love this phrase as well. The New Living Translation puts it, make allowance for each other's faults. We all have them. We're not perfect. We're not, we haven't got it all together. There's things that we would do that will always cause issue. And there will always be conflict when people disagree and when we're different and we come from our different backgrounds. But we, even when we don't want to feel the discomfort of conflict, and sometimes conflict can be up in the air, we can end up in that conflict train in that we, don't, we want to ignore it, the situation gets worse, we end up all the way to the other side of the country. But sometimes you just got to get back on it and come back and go and sit in that tragic gap of discomfort and begin to work through the conflict with other people. The church at large and at small levels is rightly a place for us to learn and hold tension in our hearts, to live in this, this horrible gap. And leaders in the church must model this and encourage the spiritual practices that allow all the church to grow in this way. The question for all of us is, dare we enter this gap? This place of disagreement and separation of what feels like disunity and feels uncomfortable. But it's in that place that we grow. It's in that place that things can develop and change. And it's that place when we resolve that situation that something beautiful and wonderful can be formed. I imagine this tragic gap like a huge circle. We're in the circle, moving around, and we're bumping into one another. And in this image, the bumps aren't meant to push anybody out of the circle. It's not meant to hurt anyone either. In this image, nobody bolts from the circle either. Instead, we stay and we bump along with one another for a little while. And we do that no matter how uncomfortable or painful it is. And we get to continue in this until we have the clarity from God and the will for us as people. And we continue to grow. So if you can just imagine us all just bumping around, even that person that you really want to push out, but they are a welcome and included part of it until God shows us how we, re we resolute that issue. It's a hard calling, a high calling. Can it be reached? I think yes. Because we are called to such unity. We aren't called to throw our toys out the pram when we get angry. We're not called to push somebody out of a situation. We're called to work together, to make Jesus known in the places and the communities and the, and the situations in which we live. We are called to walk in this tragic gap however long until God's unifying spirit is clear to us and the gap is no more. So if we are, respond, we are to respond to Paul's word and how to live in this section, we have three things to do. Firstly, we have to celebrate. We have to celebrate each individual own giftings that we have. And they are all wonderful. 
So let's work together. Let's tease out those giftings that we have so we can make Jesus known. If you're part of this community, let's, let's com- continue. If you want to be part of this community, great. What gifts do you have to offer? What, how can we work together to make Jesus known in this place? Or what can you do in the place that you call your home church? Secondly, we all need to contribute to the task ahead. The task as Christians of making Jesus known. If you're part of this church, how can we be releasing you to do it? What can we be doing? You can't sit on your hands. I don't want you to. Please don't. (laughs) But be doing what God has called you to do, using those giftings that you have and working together. And lastly... However much someone may annoy you or irritate you or however much someone is different from you or has different opinions, we have got to work together to communicate the gospel and work together to figure out those differences in the most beautiful and uniting and God-releasing way. We have to work together to be worthy of the calling God has on our lives. If we are so honest with one another now, those three things are always are all things that we struggle with. I'm not good enough. I have nothing to give here. Might be one. That person, ooh, I can't have a conversation with them. They're too difficult. Might be another. You might even be thinking, I don't have anything special about me. All of those things are a lie. And if someone is that opposed to you, well, there's a big conversation that needs to happen there. And something needs to happen to resolve that in a God-unifying way. But they're all things that we struggle with. And I really think that Paul uses this passage and, um, as the beginning of this um, living as a Christian discourse. Because if we get this right the other things will be easier that he calls us to do. Next week, you have me again really pulling apart the next bit of scripture, thinking about some really hard things to deal with about Christian living, about what it means to live for Jesus, what it means to live as a Christian. And if we're all unified and we are one big family as the body of Christ, then when we see somebody really struggling or, or we can, it's so much easier to go to them and say, hey, what's going on here? If we are united and working together. That's why I think this is first. It might seem difficult, but man, is it more difficult to come. So as all of those three things, the giftings that you have to contribute and to work together, to remember that we are unified, but we're not the same. They're all difficult things. And they, all one of these things, or all of them, may have stirred your heart. So I'm just going to pray for us now. And then we're just going to listen to God and see if he's got anything to say to us. Lord God, we thank you that you sent your son into this, into, onto the earth 
to break down barriers, to remind us that we are, and to tell us that we are chosen, that we are marked, that there is no barrier that sets between us anymore. And that through your example of the, the Trinity of one God, one Father, one Holy Spirit, all different, but yet unified. I pray for all of us that we will be a church, a Christian community that is unified in you. And we celebrate our differences and the wonderful gifts that each and every one of us has. So Lord, speak to us. Reveal yourself to us. And reveal the gifts that we have to make Jesus known. Holy Spirit, come we pray. Thanks for listening. We hope this time blessed you. Hit the subscribe button to hear more like this. And to find out more about Telferminster, follow us at Telferminster on Instagram and Facebook or go to telferminster.org.uk.